Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews, where we are going to discuss another episode of the interview with a vampire. Ruthless Pursuit of Blood with All Eight Childs Demanding is the title for episode four. Written by Eleanor Burgess, directed by Keith Powell. I gave this a solid nine out of ten. Great writing as always. I haven't seen anything that Bailey Best has been in, but I thought her portrayal of Claudia was just enough charm to offset the teenage angst and she made quite a addition to both Louis and Lestat for different reasons but she finds herself coming to the realization as Daniel did in a savage manner that Louis certainly took to heart. Ow. By pointing out she was a band-aid on a gaping wound of a marriage between Lestat and Louis, who that episode, as I stated, made it very clear to Louis that they were not going to work. That upon his request that same very night speaks of, and it could be not really manipulative more like unconsciously manipulative in a manner to get what Louis wanted at that moment, which in a sense condemned Claudia to her fate, no matter what was his motivation behind it. And we know his motivation behind it was certainly a lot of guilt, no matter what the outcome of it was. He certainly has a lot of stake in creating the dilemma that Claudia finds herself in at the end of this episode. But in the present, Daniel's talking to his, I'm guessing his agent, like I can't tell you where I am other than Dubai. I'm going to make a book, not an article, but a book. I know what a book is. And he... He is asked how he slept by Rashid. Rashid, Rashid, Rashid. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. That's all I'm going to do for the rest of the season. <laughs> But my, do I have questions for you, sir. He uh, tells Daniel that Lestat, not Lestat, Louis is going to be resting, but he wants him to go over some very precious documents, well, diaries, in that gorgeous-ass reading room. Can someone make me a reading room like that? I used to love going to libraries and just sitting there for hours on end and reading. So that that whole setup aesthetic was all the way up my alley. Even the books on the bookshelves that high. And then I was like, how the fuck them books get up there? I ain't seen no ladder around. I'm just, <laughs> just making conversation. But he is left alone. Even though Rashid is a little snarky, 
Daniel is told to use some gloves and keep them on. <laughs> like this shit is archives. But I suppose it is. They are precious because they're Claudia's diaries. He's told to start from here to there. And of course he does the opposite. Like, yeah, I'm going to go start where I want to. What the hell is this? <laughs> and so after diving into very very few compilations that make sense he decides to start at the beginning and that's when he go she goes to the night of when she was rescued by her black angel she was taken to this wonderful house lestat is begged by louis to to turn her i thought in the book am i mistaken no i may not be mistaken that it wasn't like he turned no it was Lestat to turn her yes it was Lestat I have like a hazy memory it's been a while man eighth grade was a really long time ago (laughs) but but yeah uh she saved he's like I wouldn't even know where to bite she's so burned (laughs) I don't know why that tickled me but it's so very Lestat he's like I really don't want to do this but then he realizes that Louis is kind of thinking maybe this could make us a family he understands that this is possibly the lifeline that can reinvigorate their marriage because it's in a pretty shitty place and because he really does love his Louis he does as he uh, is instructed and turns Claudia into a vampire. Now, let's take a moment to address. Once again, I don't like to put Louis on a halo and I can definitely see because I took a little peek, a little peek into one chat just because I was curious. It was a Tumblr chat, so was, I figured it'd be pretty safe. And it was, because it was a non-spoiler one, but uh, I could definitely see that Louis is kind of put up more in a positive light. And that's to be expected. Louis is so much more likable (laughs) than Lestat. But I feel, granted, this is from the perspective of all non-book readers. That's why I felt it was safe to go in there. (laughs) (laughs) and it was an episode by episode thing uh so i just read last episode's uh commentary i didn't stay for long after five minutes i was like okay (laughs) I, i i got what i needed but be that neither here nor there um you know louis has some responsibility here in his moment of guilt and shame for his very personal attack justified or no uh his community unfortunately bore the brunt of that and saving this one girl when everyone else doesn't even want him to uh, offer assistance is his repentance he cannot not try to atone in this manner this is what he is his uh 
has clawed on to and it, I'm sure there's something there with the loss of his sister as well that very same episode when she finally turned her back on him you know and and he really doesn't have someone that looks like him and there's something to be said by yes he loves Lestat and Lestat loves loves Louie there's still a racial divide that Lestat is never going to fully understand and Louis always going to have to explain to him versus having a daughter feeling as if you're passing on and sharing that shared culture. That's a different type of connection that Lestat's not going to be able to have with Louis and it is causing a little bit of a jealous friction immediately. I love that scene that comes very much after she is turned and Louis and Claudia can talk to each other via their minds, but Lestat cannot understand them. And Louis even takes a moment of enjoying that fact of, oh, he can only know what I say with my mouth. It's a subtle acknowledgement of a power dynamic. And you see that Lestat very much does not like it. This, this, this is not okay. However, this does the one thing that all of the years of talking to Louis does not accomplish, which is his separation from human affairs. He now has something invested in his vampiric life other than the companionship and love of a lover. But that love that he has for Lestat is based on what Lestat allows him to know. And I think that is that is a, a point that continues to keep them unbalanced, not only him being a more powerful vampire, him being the master, um, him being the one that's dominant in the relationship. But he also, he also is keeping a huge part of, like she says, secrets from, from him. And that, and despite how long they've known each other, they've still not had some of these very important conversations. And Claudia's that, is that a unabashed unbiased third party who's just like uh okay but also you can't handle the truth can i just go back briefly to the idea of a vampire child because they immediately see what the problem is the first being she she turns there's no romantic deep bonding type of moment like between Lestat and Louis, it's just more like, and it's done. <laughs> You're part of our family now. She's like, I had a white daddy and a black daddy. <laughs> uh, I think she said Uncle Les and Uncle Louis is what she uh, eventually, but they definitely see her. Well, Louis certainly sees her as his daughter. And I would argue Lestat in his own way. Because they do have certain things that are far more in common than than with Louis. Like Louis would love for her to be all vegan. 
<laughs> but she's like, ah, no, I'm going to go hunting with Uncle Les. But she also has a very assertive persona. She does what she likes and they pretty much spoiled her. <laughs> I don't know why it made me laugh so hard when they was in the the little car thing. It's like, I don't know how I feel about them frills. <laughs> that Louie picked out, it's just so, it's a parent thing. And they take to it pretty solidly, I have to say. Uh, the the first years were very were very well because Claudia was a handful. She was uh, still at the mindset of this is kind of cool. I'm immortal now. What's that over there? Oh, we don't want to talk about that over there. But she immediately is like, no secrets if we're to be a family because I'm going to like that. She she doesn't think about her old life. She don't consider her old life. She's just. Uh, I'm hungry <laughs> and I'm happy and I'm alive. That's, uh, that is, you can tell she comes from a very rough background, right? Where this would all feel very much like a fairy tale. These people get to buy me anything I want. I get to eat anything I want, even though I don't like food. But for the most part, if I want to eat meat and the rare kind, the breathing, squirming rare kind, I can as long as I do it within the rules. But unfortunately, when they tried to get her to eat this dirty homeless old man or I don't even know who the fuck he was. She had no pleasure for that. She went straight from the cop. She's he's like, little girl. She's like, ah, oh, you're not a little girl. You're the devil. She's like, he called me the devil. You can't fuck with Queen But she is very impulsive. She runs through the house. They be screaming, don't run through the house. What did I tell you about skipping through the house? She don't pay them no mind. She sleeps in Uncle Louis' coffin. You could tell he was not happy about that. That first little coffin night had me cracking up. It's like, would you tell her this? Why did she talk to a book? I don't understand. Because <laughs> she writes in a diary. Oh, I keep forgetting how old Lestat is. And she wants to know immediately, like, what are the other vampires? Uh, you know, what? where did you come from? If you made me and you made Louie. And he's immediately like, did you, did you put her up to this shit? No, she's just, she's a child. This is what children do. They ask the questions that you don't want to answer. But eventually she stops answering, asking questions when her and Louie go on a rowboat. And he tells her after catching fireflies, so very cute. And he puts her in pigtails that basically sometimes old people, you know, don't go, don't go fucking with shit that you don't know nothing about. <laughs> it's pretty much how I can sum up that conversation because look, yo uncle Les, I love him, but let's just put it like this. Some people kill to survive and some people kill to be extravagant and your uncle Les is extravagant. And I don't like going out, seeing his kills and he respects that. So I'm going to catch this fish 
that she says looks disgusting and she's like i don't know if i can live on that diet uncle louie i love you and i'm gonna respect you especially when it comes to testing uh testing lestat but I have a feeling she is only going to put up with that for so long because she is so very assertive and a dominant personality and a domineering personality. And she has Louis' heartstrings, which means that uh, Louis is going to feel pulled in, in different directions. It's not just Lestat that he has, or Lestat doesn't only have to or Lestat has someone to compete with is what I'm trying to say for Louis's affections. Time goes on and as time goes on, things uh, continue to improve. She gets her own casket. She's so excited about it. And they tried to tell the owner of the funeral home that she has cancer, you know, she doesn't have long to live. And because she's excited about the casket, he's immediately like, something ain't right here. And But I did love how Lestat went into right immediately into time to protect the family mode and take a motherfucker down. <laughs> As Louis goes and fixes the curtain so there's no, no one that can see and Claudia still obliviously content to celebrate her new casket uh they go to the movies they laugh they celebrate her 18th birthday with dead people (laughs) and everything was good until one day louis gets a phone call his mother has finally passed away we knew this was going to come eventually uh he comes to the funeral he has a very contentious relationship with his sister grace now uh she pretty much is like yeah i invited you because you were gonna step on this property no matter what even though you can't be here for when it matters and this is my thing this is a question i do have Wouldn't you just tell your sister I'm a vampire? I understand she might reject you, but she already has. So what's the point? At least you're like, well, at least you know the truth. You know, she seemed as if when her and Lestat, him and Lestat were first getting on, it almost felt as if she was open to the idea of her brother or understanding. I could have misread that that she was kind of aware of his sexual preference. And while she didn't openly, it's like one of those things you keep in the closet. And maybe that's it because they're so open about it that she can't condone it really. Like, well, yeah, I could condone it in a certain manner, but not if you're going to be blatant because, you know, you're not respecting the fact that I am Catholic, I suppose. And you would think that you're the devil, but you already think that. So Why not say, look, I'm a vampire. I can't show up in the fucking day because I'll burn in fucking light. But then does that open you to the, you know, then your sister and your friends and their friends are like, what the fuck? There's this demon here. We got to kill you. Da, 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 da. Because that also could be an option, I suppose, if I think it through. 
But I almost want to tell him, I want her to tell or him to tell her that. Like, look, I got a, I got a melanin disease. <laughs> I can't be out in the sun. <laughs> it's my doctor's note. Uh, why is it that homeboy wears sunglasses, but everyone else just walks around <laughs> with their eyeballs out? I'm like, Louise, stop stunting. They all know. They all know. But his mama's passed away, and Claudia ain't got no damn. How y'all raising this child? <laughs> she is meant to be the daughter of fucking vampires, because ain't no other child, uh, no other black child would have been acting like this. Sibber looking at a dead woman talking about, oh, she looks peaceful. <laughs> I didn't even know you had a mama. <laughs> who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm here with my Uncle Les and my Uncle Louie. Who the fuck are you? Had a toot about it too. Was about to fight at the funeral. Claudia, settle down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they want the house and they don't pretend otherwise and as they continue to try to shame him he's like don't forget how i kicked that door in and that that's a definite change because he's clearly like i will fuck you up either keep your ass in place or i I will come back not so nicely but he says he'll drop the papers like i'll do what you want i got you you know i got you because i'm your fam but uh don't forget that I got you. <laughs> Trying to buck up on me. You know you better step back. Then he kisses her on the cheek, like forcing forcing her not to disown him in the manner in which he would love to. But uh it's rather sad and tragic because I did think out of everyone Grace was trying to. Uh, reconciliate even though he disappeared for the longest I think she was open to that and he just continued to disappoint her so many times at what point do you have to turn your back and start thinking about the the emotional safety of your own children but over time Claudia eventually realizes that she is no longer a little girl, but she is stuck in a little girl's body because she goes with Uncle Les. Well, first she realizes that Uncle Les and Uncle Louie be doing more than sleeping in separate coffins. That was so cute. He's like, you miss me? I did miss you. When they was all kissing, she's like, oh, but I like the fact that she asked him about it. Like, what's it like between two men? I don't know. <laughs> but he's very honest. Like, I used to pretend to like girls. Not anymore. She noticed immediately the affection between them. She accepts it. And, you know, she just probably never thought of it so openly. And she likes being their daughter. But when Lestat takes her on a lover's lane kill she watches and starts to get that that phase that all little girls and boys go through which is called puberty so the teenager wants something special for herself and that's to be expected you have two people that have each other 
you're eventually going to start to feel alone. She notices that her parents argue, but they usually do it in French. Uh, And she thinks it's funny when they argue in French. However, she can see that there is a strain between them in in different ways and different manners. And they do argue over her because Lestata is not even... I know Louis and Lestat who told him to have LL names, but I get them mixed up all the time. Louis is upset that Lestat took her to lover's lane. And he's like, look, she is a vampire. You can't try to keep her from her nature just because you want her to be, you know, they're, they're arguing over how they want their child to be raised. You know, it's like, Oh, are they going to follow your philosophy or follow your philosophy? And you're both competing for, the influence on on their lives or you're trying to to disassociate certain characteristics from the other and that's not fair to claudia in any way because they she shouldn't be an experimental debate between you Uh, at this point in the future daniel comes to go see Rashid who is praying and he wonders how are you praying to another god when Louis is supposed to be your god and secondly how are you quoting from a religion that sounds older than what you should be quoting from let me go add that to my shit that I still need to be verified (laughs) I did read that list I think one of them was like, uh, does he, like, how does the people know that he's here? Dang, I should have wrote it down. But one of them on there made me chuckle. I can't remember which one it was, though. Uh, so from that point, Louis joins him. And that's when, you know, they have a little tussle of words over the fact that he does like, or he mentions that to Rashid, that he does like Claudia, even if she is a bit of a killing machine. And Louis admits to loving her like a daughter. And he's like, I understand that feeling. I have two of my own. And he's like, then you know <laughs> what it's like to, because he asked, why didn't you bring this up in 73? Like why you would not want your the ways in which you most failed them in in letter form possibly being brought up to an absolute stranger and Daniel admits that he's been thinking about the bar where they met quite often recently in the last couple of days which it makes sense you could tell that Louis has read over her diaries poured over her diaries again and again and again because he can quote them. And they when we continue back into the story where she starts to come out of her little girl clothes. Uh, she decides that she's going to steal an outfit from another woman. Because <laughs> she's a big girl now. And she goes out and she wants to go find herself a connection. While her parents stay home. She goes out and 
is able to hear the thoughts of a group of women that are basically mocking the fact that she is in adult clothes when she is a child and you have to think about it like that and it is really hard to think about it like that because <laughs> the actress looked appropriate in what she was wearing uh she looked cute rather but to a, a passerby i'm thinking of like my 14 year old daughter in like some get up that's clearly 20 years older than she should be and this causes her to be angry and she loses her control very easily and i think that's something she hasn't quite mastered because she doesn't want to or because uh, maybe because her age i think that's what um what lestat said like she's gonna have the emotional uh mental health of a 14 year old for the rest of all humanity and that's uh like she's gonna have those hormones and it's like uh shit how do you get them to understand that you can't just you know cut a bitch just because they they talking shit i mean you shouldn't be but that 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 wasn't even that cruel of a comment <laughs> just an observation and she is saved from attacking these people and embarrassing herself by charlie who is a horse driver or horse cart driver and she very much makes forward passes at charlie who doesn't know what to make of her other than she is completely beautiful and they are completely smitten and she's like look up look up she waits for nine o'clock for him to come past because he says he drives past her house all the time so i didn't think a colored family lived there and he drops some flowers for her. he's like this ain't a date as they go for ice cream she said I got that woe, nah, nah, nah. he left her flowers he looked up when she really wanted him to look up and she is very you know she wears her heart on her sleeve you know she's unabashedly you know kind of flirting and loving on him and the ice cream she just doesn't want to eat it because it tastes like paste she also put that shit on the wall i'm like do you see how expensive this mahogany fucking wood is and you sitting here putting food on the damn wall honey badger don't care honey badger don't give a shit it just takes what it wants ice cream was not the dessert on claudia's menu as they go make out in the in the horse carriage i'm guessing yeah that's the carriage and uh unfortunately being turned on and feeling the pulse and having self-control are things that all end in tragedy as he calls her an angel and that's really sad the first man called me a devil and the last man i ever will love called me an angel girl you met him for three days <laughs> talking about some love <laughs> and i understand because in her mind everything is like turned up to fifty-five thousand times the hormones of a teenager so yeah no wonder she went batshit crazy at that point <laughs> especially when lestat is trying to teach her a lesson but you know parenting was not something ever in his cards this is all 
it's not all Louis's fault, but Louis certainly um, should have taken this into consideration. You knew that man is not meant to be a daddy to nobody. Okay. Uh, he could barely, barely not be selfish with you because a child loving a daughter, that means you have to be selfless. And <laughs> that is that nowhere in Lestat's definition. But yeah, I felt bad for Charlie getting the, the life drained out of him just as he really wanted something else drained out of him. Oh, God, it's so good. Mm. Mm, so good. I guess he too was supposed to be a boy, but he was very much a man to my you ain't older than me. If she's 18, he's supposed to be like, what, 17? <laughs> Anywho, uh, yeah, she brings him back to the house. Ain't nobody saw this girl carrying a dead body, but that's neither here nor there. She explains what happened. And Lestat, of course, is fucking horribly not the right time amused. He always be on some shit. And, uh... He's like, oh, young love, <laughs> when you overreact. It, it's it's really hard with Lestat because it feels like he's emotionally distant from what's happening. Like, oh, I remember when I was in love and I fucking accidentally drained my first teen and age love. You know, that's how he, he addresses things and it comes off like an asshole. And it is. Uh, he's my lovable asshole. Um, as I, I mean, I make no excuses for Lestat. I think that he is himself a broken person, but we haven't got his story yet. And so I feel like there is a natural bias there. But in the concept of what I'm seeing thus far in the show, you know, he's not someone that is, um, not the best person. Definitely not, but not the worst person in the world thus far from what we've been been shown uh he feels when he says that i'm thinking that's exactly how i'm reminded of without any context of knowing what i know from the books he's just someone who just is just devoid of that human reaction to things because it's so beyond what he no longer associates with so why do I need to dumb it down for this child? She's going to find out. And it's better that I let her know now. And even with showing her, you know, watching the body, watching his face melt in his own way, he's saying, yes, don't ever make this mistake again. But it's almost like you got to let your child go out and make their own mistakes. That's tough parenting in a way. And while it is on the crueler side of tougher parenting, it's a different kind of cruel consequence. Because now you have to live with the fact that you killed the person that you loved. And then him, the funny part is when he was, she's like, please just try. (laughs) And he lifted arm and said, he's dead. (laughs) I'm not going to entertain you just because... You know, that's part of your problem is you're a little indulged. So I'm not going to indulge you. And and there is something valid in what he's saying. It's just he ain't saying it in the greatest. He, he, ain't, he ain't expressed it in the healthiest of manners. But yeah, don't fuck around with humans. That shit's not going to work out. 
And if you would listen and come to talk to your parents before, you know, making these impulsive, rational, is it irrational? Yeah, irrational, not rational. (laughs) Uh, Decisions, then, you know, you would get this, but you continue to want your own autonomy. And there's no way I'm going to have to, I'm going to be able to leash you, you know, (laughs) what are we going to do? But I did feel horrible for Claudia because this is, this is when it becomes very clear to her, especially after hearing the argument when she goes in her room, she hears them arguing, uh, and she's starting to understand fully and appreciate in the worst way what this gift is that she's not been, uh, Like she didn't have a choice then, right? She could have just died. The only reason why she didn't die is because of Louis' guilt, right? He needed her to be his saving grace, (laughs) literally. And in a lot of ways that has condemned her to something she didn't agree to. Whereas as much as we want to say that Louis emotionally took advantage of the situation like there's still some conspiracy theories out there that that uh louis that was the one that's when i jumped out that that lestat killed his brother i'm like no he no he didn't i mean i guess they could change that in the show i'm not saying that can't be possible but there's been really no indication and that would just be on a whole nother level you know what i mean I don't think that's what the show is really trying to get at at all. I think that he was always going to die and it had nothing to do. I mean, sure, that was a a moment, but it wasn't the defining moment uh, because one, his brother was deteriorating even before then all leading up to the sister's wedding. So that is what was the triggering point for him, not Lestat. So that's point one. Part two is while Louis certainly didn't know, I don't know how, I can't say with what percentage, but I am of the opinion personally, as I was watching that last scene in the church and Louis' absolute disregard, sure, he may have felt his life was in danger. If he hadn't kissed Lestat and he just agreed, then I would say... Yes, uh, you know, he, he, he forced upon him this gift, but that's not what happened. That's not the narrative that Louis recalls himself. And even the first time he even admits that that was not my truth. My truth was I wanted it. My truth was I said yes. My truth was for the first time I felt seen and that meant more to me than anything else that came before about this man and when he's like you the one that killed whatchamacallit he didn't just come up with that idea he'd been suspecting for a while Lestat might be an otherworldly creature that is fucking killing people around here that there's I mean he wasn't completely blind to what was happening sure he was not aware he was being as hunted as he was uh and I'm sure that Louis had the upper hand especially coming to address and seduce him up to that point. 
But there's something to be said about the fact that he still did give him that choice. He made a very convincing argument, but an argument nonetheless that required a response that was willing. Whereas Claudia was the product of an argument between two people, one in which was in a emotionally compromised place. And so was the other that went against their better judgment because Lestat did not want this. He's like, no, you cannot have a child vampire. But if it was going to repair what was going to keep Louis from leaving, then he was going to give it to him. And he, they tried, but that condemns her as a stated once again. And it leads to this really great monologue where she is angry and she has embraced, uh, she's kind of got a little nihilistic, because she goes to the 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 sun the sun window and she puts her hand out there i don't think that's suicide i think that is nihilism she is now going to simply go in a direction i think that is far more masochist uh because now she feels a lot of less self-worth and now she's got all this power and She's probably going to be all over the fucking place like any teenager would. (laughs) And I am really curious to see how that continues to strain on the Louis Lestat relationship and how that is going to lead to events coming down the line. And I think that's a good point to stop the review and head on over to the feedback. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Interview with the Vampire, Episode 4, Season 1. This is Take 3, so hopefully this one works. Um, I'm not trying to pretend like I understand. I've been trying to record at home, relaxing, so it, it can be heard better, but I just couldn't... I couldn't get a free moment. Um, there's always somebody that needs something at home, and that's why I end up having to record in the car. So here we go again. Um, I really, really like this episode. Unfortunately, in my mind, I had sent feedback um, like the, the night I watched it, but I looked back and I did not. So we're going to try and do the best I can with my memory, but um, I, I love, love, love Claire. Um, I can't stress that enough. Um, I love that that was one thing about the movie that I felt like we didn't get enough of. Like we were supposed to, in the movie, we were supposed to understand that they love this little girl, but it's like, how could you love her? You, you knew her for like five minutes. And, you know, even if you knew, you know, someone for like a year, if you're, a, if you're an immortal and you've been around for centuries, Knowing someone for a year can't mean that much to you. But we see, um, at least in this episode, that they had, they at least were around her for enough time that she was 14 when they, when she died, and she's almost 19. So it's been at least five years, which, I mean, considering 
Louis hasn't been a vampire that long. I'm sure it means a lot to him. I don't know how much it feels for... Why Why do I want to call him Dulac? I, I don't know what the, the older vampire is. The... Uh, I'm just going to call him Baby Daddy for now because that's all I can think of. Louis' Baby Daddy. Um, now, one of the things I thought was hilarious was when the reporter basically was like, you thought bringing a baby in a shitty marriage would help. I was cackling because that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, y'all relationship. I mean, other than the sex, which clearly is phenomenal, but I don't know if that's a trait for your relationship because of your chemistry or if that's just something that vampires can do as a lure, which I think it would be. They're alluring. I mean, if you think about the way, um, you know, the, in the animal kingdom, you, you know, you're supposed to lure your prey in. That might just be one of their things, being sexy. Um, but their relationship's pretty toxic. It, I don't know, but I don't, I was, I was trying to, like, the reason I didn't send it immediately after I watched is because I was thinking about that. Like, I don't know if Louis necessarily decided that he was gonna bring Claire into this relationship because he was trying to save it. I don't know that that was something he consciously made an effort to do maybe subconsciously but I feel like you know at least from what we've seen he felt guilty because there was so many people dying around him and people losing their homes because of something literally it was his fault something he did he made a uh, decision that affected other people and they don't have the ability to be alive <laughs> and defend themselves like he does. So I think he felt guilty about that. And he said he heard her. It looks like her aunt burned at the door. But, you know, now that we know about Claire's actual aunt, I don't even know. She might have locked her in there trying to get away. She didn't seem like a very nice person. She was abusive. At least that's what Claire said. So I feel like maybe that was something he thought, like, this could bind us more, but I don't know that he necessarily got Claire specifically because he thought it would save their marriage. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, I guess we would have to go further and see. Um, I love that she calls Louie Daddy Louie. I think it's hilarious. Um, I don't know if that was so much more because she had that connection to him, you know, immediately. She can, like, they can talk to each other through the mind, but, but since you know, I guess when you create a vampire, you can't read their thoughts anymore. Um, or if it, maybe it was because they were both black and it made more sense for that to be her dad. I don't know. But daddy and uncle. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I, um, one of the things I was always curious about was, you know, she's 14 and Oh, the tween angst that I have to go through with my 11-year-old, almost 12-year-old is astronomical. It's so annoying. And I hear it gets worse. Um, I recently had a uh, parent-teacher conference with Derek, and I don't bring him anymore because I be wanting to get to the nitty-gritty. 
Darren had to work, so I was there by myself, and I was just, you know, going, like, Derek has never been, like, he's always been emotional, like, he's sensitive, but he's never been rude, but he has been so damn rude, and, and you know, there, I let him get it out, I don't, I don't want to hurt his feelings, and I let him express himself, but sometimes, it's like, dude, you cannot talk to me like that, I'm your mother, and I'm about to punch you in the fucking throat, so, me being a mom of an 11-year-old, it's a boy, but, you know, teen angst is a thing. This is a 14-year-old. I was always thinking, you know, how is this going to go when she has the feed and she's going off impulse? Like, I can't imagine she's going to be able to control her impulses because most teenagers don't control their impulses. Not all of them. There are some exceptions, but... I feel like the majority of teenagers are very bad at controlling themselves. Uh, they're like your emotional intelligence for some reason at a like at a certain point in teenagehood, it just plummets, and that's what I was concerned about. And it it seems as though like some people smell better than others. So she and she, I guess she has a metabolism of a teenager, so she's gonna need a lot of bodies multiple times a day and it looks like Louie can go a couple days without eating or maybe eating a little bit not Louie baby daddy because he he leaves and does his time and they come in but it doesn't seem like he does, does it all the time I don't know but it, it, it did show me what I wanted to see she does have impulse control and she thinks that her and you know uncle are similar and it's like you know you're you're a child he is a fucking fully grown ass vampire centuries old I guess he's like 100 and 159 or something 160 something like that it's like I, I feel like it shouldn't y'all shouldn't have that much in common and the fact that you guys both like killing, I don't know. It says something about him. Um, I don't know. Maybe, like, I feel like like he's probably, maybe he gets bored. Um, maybe that's why he likes the hunt and he likes to kill. Because it's like with rich people, when they have so much money, they start doing stupid shit with it. It's like if you have so much money that you need to go buy islands, maybe you don't need it anymore. Just like if you have so much time on your hands because you're immortal, that you get bored with, you know, just hunting someone and killing them. They got to make a game out of it. Maybe you need to be unalive. Just saying. Like, maybe your your time has come. Maybe, maybe your mortality should come to your immortality should come to an end. I don't know, but you know, we'll we'll see. Um, I thought it was devastating when she, you know. I guess, you know, realizing her sexualness, you know, as a woman, she's 14, I feel like, you know, had she not been sheltered, maybe she would have, you know, had those feelings before, but this was all new to her, she found that boy she liked, and he definitely liked her, and they went on a date, <laughs> and they went back to his little, <laughs> I guess his barn, I don't know, that horse knew something was up he wasn't about her at all like he definitely seemed like he hated her from jump um but you know she 
killed him and it wasn't it was an accident and I agree that with gay Louie that you you gotta you need to be more passionate like I, I knew he was dead the when a black person's gray that's never a good sign never ever a good sign but you know her like realization and and I'm not saying like I feel like maybe she shouldn't be around you know people she cares about right now just like I was thought with with Louie like you guys need to learn to control your abilities and control your urges before you're around people you love because that shit will happen you don't have the impulse control yet you know all this is new all these feelings the hunger the heightened senses it's, it's a lot so I don't think he should have told her that she just can't you know can't keep close to humans but I mean clearly that's how he felt um and that's how he lives his immortal life um and we'll see Claire looked like she was going through it at the end of this episode burning herself self-harm so I I feel like maybe she she's not gonna she's not gonna fare well after this episode um she might turn into her uncle <laughs> I don't know um the last thing I want to talk about before I end this is just the uh, funeral of uh Louis's mom I don't know why but her like the way she was looking at the, at the mom daddy Louis's mom and like it's smells weird in here she smells off like it was so terrible it's like y'all didn't teach her how to act in public before y'all brought her to this fucking funeral (laughs) i just i don't understand how they expected her not to respond the way she did she's a vampire she's 14 now it's all new to her y'all ain't teach her etiquette clearly y'all you know it's just been y'all and her so she doesn't know how to act around alive people unless she's murdering them so (laughs) their response to her was hilarious it's like y'all really suck at this parenting thing louis has the emotional thing down like you can tell he loves her and he doesn't hide stuff from her he talks to her and i appreciate that but the whole like parental thing i guess you you know they they went from nothing to a 14 year old so you know i will cut him some slack but you can't expect her to know how to act around people that aren't dead if you didn't teach her (laughs) she was embarrassing me and um i don't know i i get why uh louis sister is afraid of him but i'm i'm sorry i don't know what his sister actually does her husband does for a living but he got some audacity it's like motherfucker whether he needs the money or not like y'all bringing up his you know boyfriend or whatever it technically is still his house and to me if you want me to give it to you maybe you shouldn't be an asshole maybe you should be talking nice to me you know you know read the room is all i'm saying and then the husband like shut your broke ass up you sir ain't got nothing to do between me and my sister and that's what i would have told him mind your motherfucking business go upstairs and watch the children make sure they're okay i i don't know i didn't like the way his sister handled it i i get i mean i don't know maybe that was the time maybe even though that's his sister and it's his house maybe it's supposed to be a man-to-man thing but so far we ain't heard nothing good about 
Louis' sister's um, husband. He seems like a bum. So, <laughs> I ain't got no respect for him. Um, I think that's all I have. Um, I Like I said, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I can't wait to, to see um, what happens next. Hopefully, we get some more of the, you know, from Claire's diaries. Because I, I really like that that's how they... Um, opened up the story. Um, I also would like to learn more about, I'm assuming that's, that's Louis' new boyfriend, um, and I'm assuming he's a vampire too, because he was praying, but he's apparently not from Dubai. I forgot what his name is, but I'm really curious. I feel like that's his boyfriend, but, you know, I guess maybe we're not supposed to know, or I could have missed it, whatever. So, um, I'll end it here. Until next time, love, peace, Harry's and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Mimi out. Thank you, Queen Mimi, for your thoughts on the episode. I'm glad you liked this one. Um, first thought, uh, they are the, oh, children, teenagers. They are the moodiest. Maya is also very sensitive, but she be trying to do with that mouth. And I'd be like, look, girl, I will twist it. I will twist it. And then not, I, I ain't really going to do that to her. But seriously, it's it takes a lot. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to be dealing with all that, especially if you want to be patient and not just punch him in the face <laughs> like our ancestors kept doing. <laughs> Not even ancestors. They do it in the animal kingdom too. I told y'all I'm on this uh, Makai Reese's monkey. Is it Reese's? I don't know. Uh, but how they wean their children, it's, it's hilarious. I like <laughs> be biting the shit out of them. <laughs> be throwing these epic tantrums. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. But sometimes let's give them a, like a quick little smack. <laughs> like I said, no. I mean it. <laughs> it's love, but it's tough love. It it's uh it's pretty hilarious i would say with the the lestat and louis relationship while we've seen elements of certainly toxicity uh on some level i think more than anything that makes it unhealthy is because I still am of the opinion that Louis gives it as much as Lestat does. He knows where his pinpoints are and he certainly like, and I think, and also I I like that Louis supports that narrative when he's talking to Daniel, like, oh yeah, I, I knew what I was doing. You know, I knew sometimes where I could test, where I can push. I knew what he liked about me. I mean, they are a couple I think is that has a foundation uh, on love. However, that foundation is cracked because Louis loves only the perspective of Lestat that Louis or that Lestat allows Louis to see without any context to his background, where he came from, his family, what he's actually been through, what his story is. And he wants to keep him very much to himself. Uh, And while I won't tell the story, I'll let the show tell the story of Lestat and why his philosophy is the way it is. Because we really haven't touched on it even a little bit. And there's a lot there that informs on interview with the vampire 
and you don't know until you get to know exactly who the fuck Lestat is. <laughs> well, you do, and then you uh, get into the interview with the vampire. Louis's story is just an intersection in his very, very long road that led up to there. So their relationship is in its infancy, but it is crumbling in the in the aftermath of at that core part of of louis who can retain his humanity who wants to retain his humanity who set who finds value in that versus someone who's completely completely absolutely um detests that idea uh, and while we've seen hints that certainly lead to that, I think where you're picking up that on that toxic part, it is toxic in the sense of we don't know exactly like he does what what he likes a, a, a certain torturous existence with humans that is so very off on where Louis is. It's kind of like, what the fuck, man? Um <laughs> You know, I I can't cope with the fact that you like torturing humans and take joy in that, despite the fact that we've even decided not to to separate that. Now, I think that leads back to my other thing. And I don't, I don't want to talk too much on it, because like I said, if the story is going to tell a stat story and then you can. And I, I feel my opinion is way too informed. But they are given a little certain things that are different. Uh, I think that Lestat certainly saved Claudia. <laughs> you said Claire the whole episode, but I knew what you meant. Claudia, because Louis wanted to. I think the first two pleases was like, please, please, no, Louis, this is a bad idea. Uh, you shouldn't do it. She needs to die. But that last please was do this for me and you got me like this is going to get me to stay. It's all in the eyes uh, in the way in which he stayed, said it last. And I think because of the fact that Lestat do it, did it, Lord can't say words. Um, that to me, in my opinion, informs that it was while not originally why he brought her there. He brought her there for guilt, as you stated and pointed out. Uh, he certainly convinced Lestat to save her so that because this can repair what is between them. It's almost like you do this, I'll stay. Um, That horse was definitely trying to warn Charlie. Oh, don't do it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. She was hella disrespectful at the funeral. I forgot when she's like, oh, that's what she said. She's like, it stinks. <laughs> But they're treating her like a spoiled uh, vampire, not a child, not a teenager, not a human, a vampire. And those are different rules. That's a different rule book. Uh, shut your broke ass up. <laughs> that is exactly what he needs to always say. I think he was just trying to show he's a man by backing up his wife. But it's like, yeah, my sister can talk to me disrespectfully. You cannot. But yeah, they shouldn't be surprised that she is a brat when you got a whole ass man brat standing in front of you that she calls uncle. Um, 
what do they have in I don't I think that Lestat sees her as a daughter I think that it isn't what he wanted but he certainly is trying that's where I I I, I don't want to give Lestat too much credit but I don't want to give him I don't want to take away any credit from him if that makes sense uh because he certainly I don't disagree on any of those factors that you names that you can associate with the man but there is layers to him and I think that that's important to to the story as things continue to unfold and also to Louis um and things how they happen for him uh and then there's the idea of you see immediately Claudia almost feeling resentful, resentful at her creation. And you saw that when Louis rescued Claudia, he was re- at that moment of being resentful of his creation. Is that just an inevitability? I mean, there's so many different things, I think, compounded emotions that are involved with uh, this group. But I think it stems from the relationship that is authentically louis and lestat it's just at a place where louis is and lestat's not and that is going to conclude our feedback for this week if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>